last week, Twitter started to sell the blue check marks. Gen Zs and younger audiences are actually very likely to look for an item on their social platforms first before going to Google. The reason for Meta's massive layoffs is ghosts in the machine. Welcome to episode 37 of Tech Review. Every two weeks we gather to discuss the hottest topics in technology, innovation and social media. And on camera three today we have Vincent, on camera two today we have Henrike, and on camera one, this is me, hi, I'm Tarek. And of course, you are invited to join us in the chat if you are watching this live. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy and Update.com. You can watch us live and record it on YouTube, but if you prefer to listen to us on just our wonderful voices, you are invited to visit us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. So let's have a look at what happened this week in the news. There. <laughs> so today we are going to start with Henrike and Twitter. Okay, so this article is from the Washington Post we can open it and this is uh, a week old news um, you might have heard that last week on november 9th twitter started to sell the blue check marks for eight dollars um, combined with the subscription to twitter blue and then on late thursday november 10th they stopped it again <laughs> because uh, users started to abuse it for imposter accounts and Twitter has said that uh, this is, you know, not allowed and people who do that will face suspension. Like one comedian who changed her Twitter screen name to Elon Musk. But actually, I think it was not only one. I think multiple people did that, <laughs> uh, which were not so amusing for Elon Musk. Um, but at the end of the day, it's very little that stops you from actually getting a fake account. And the author of this Washington Post article, he also said what he needed were three things, uh, a spare iPhone, a credit card and a little bit of creativity when it comes to changing uh, the names of, of other people and make it look like um, like their account. Um, Another fact is that Twitter did not really inform users um, that the meaning of the check marks have changed. Only if you follow along Elon Musk's, you know, tweets <laughs> and everything he says about product development, then you were actually aware of what's happening. But I mean, not everyone is doing so. But also he changed his mind quite frequently. So there's a, I just want to quote one part of the article where they say, in a matter of days, he's variously suggested notable and official accounts will keep their blue check marks and that they'll be swapped for gray check marks. On Thursday morning, he tweeted that all legacy blue check marks will have to be removed in the months ahead because too many are corrupt. So nobody actually knows like, okay, what in the end is happening. And you can also not really rely on the little pop-ups that we just saw uh, when you um, scroll down, Tarek, because the author also said that his fake accounts had the wrong pop-up kind of displayed so um, I mean also if nobody really knows how the old verification system worked at least and some said that's why it became a symbol of elitism at least you knew that 
somehow if people with a blue check mark tweeted something that it there was a high chance that it was actually them <laughs> but now it became much less reliable source of information within only one and a half days and um, having a blue check mark doesn't mean people are who they are anymore so um, everyone can make use of the possibilities of these verified fake accounts. Also, you know, you spread fake news, you spread some conspiracy theories, and in the end you claim, oh, but that wasn't me. <laughs> Someone else built that fake account and it wasn't me, but who knows, you know? So for I think for those people who actually say these check marks became a symbol of elitism, I mean, scarcity evokes desire, right? So... Now everyone can buy themselves this blue check mark, but it's nothing special anymore. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't tell you, yeah, it doesn't tell you anything. And it doesn't give you like the feeling of this is actually a truthful source of information or not. So, and that's only within one and a half days, which is, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure. Can I ask? If, yeah, yes. please go ahead. No, 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 tell us what you're not sure about. I, I just wanted to <laughs> jump in and say, uh, when I read these news, I always think, is this Twitter news or is this Elon Musk news? Because it's it's really kind of a parody and uh, I'm watching these news and he, I don't know how this company works that he comes in as a CEO and makes all of these executive decisions and letting people go who are obviously critical for this, for this company, making product decisions that are completely... They they do not make any sense. Insane. Yeah, it's it's insane. And <laughs> yeah. even though you can criticize that this um, checkmark feature is faulty and not where well designed or too slow, but it had a very precise purpose of verifying people and making this a viable feature. This makes no sense at all. But obviously there was no resistance or no no voting against this or something. He he simply decides this and then it's happening and it completely destroys this part of, of, of the Twitter company, right? So this is so weird that this actually can happen. Yeah. I, I, I mean And now he's also saying that yeah, um it's on the table that they go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> if this is the way you kind of further develop your product. I would I would love to know. So obviously, um, I, I mean, at first I would ask the question if, if you personally think it was a good step to buy, uh, to make it purchasable. The, but I think we're all having the same opinion on this, but that this is quite a ridiculous step. And I would love, what, I, I just ask myself, we discussed this, I think, in an earlier tech review that Twitter is not the social network, which is social, but it is more the, the network where people say things. And it is the, it's the way to get like the alternative to a press release is that you, you tweet it and then it's more or less legitimate. Right. So I ask myself if, if this doesn't destroy the only viable purpose that Twitter now up until now had because I mean we we are so far developed um I just come out of a workshop from meta I told you guys and 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 what we discussed we're looking at Facebook which is also a questionable platform in a lot of ways but is so much more powerful right and and it, it, I asked myself didn't didn't Elon with that destroy the only play the only purpose that Twitter had um because now you don't know if it's the government talking about something or if it's the president or somebody or is somebody else so may is it not possible that maybe now twitter just becomes irrelevant 
And yeah. this, I'm, I'm just really confused about that. On a different mark, um, Snapchat did something very similar because also Snapchat saw that they need a diff an additional income stream. I mean, we saw that Snapchat has diff very big difficulties being a very iOS-focused app with the tracking um, requests that they send to their users or they need to send to their users before they can start tracking um, like they used to do in the used to do in the past and this is why they realized they need a different income stream and so now snapchat plus is something available globally um, but this doesn't give you the just uh, the oh, Jesus, again. <laughs> um, the, it doesn't give you the the verification as snap star button gives you um, it gives you the snap plus verification so i wonder to this point why didn't elon um copy that because snapchat actually saw quite a quite a spike in purchases of this one uh, within users that actually wanted to be more or less verified but weren't official enough to be verified so I, i'm just very confused summarized i'm sorry for the long comment i think we all are i mean this is because it doesn't make sense this move and you can still tweet on twitter obviously now you can buy this check mark but it doesn't mean anything anymore you're not becoming famous or more hurt or anything because all the other features actually that um are related to this um higher price of twitter blue from i think five dollars to eight dollars or from four to eight none of the other features are there yet so it's really just you get this blue check mark and that's it and you know it it became like irrelevant like whether you have it or not it, it doesn't make a difference other than people are confused and you cannot really rely on what's um what's tweeted you know as you said it, it's you the only purpose or the usp of twitter that you know was the number one source of if, if something's going on if there's a crisis if there's a, a blackout if there's a whatever kind of uh, political situation out there people went to twitter and wanted to know what is actually happening and they had at least a little like a high chance of this is reliable if you know the german embassy is tweeting or Barack Obama is tweeting something uh, with regards to that. But this is now gone because there are so many fake profiles and they will be more fake accounts because, as I said, there's very little that they do against that and it's very easy to set up these, these imposter accounts. What, what does the market say, the analyst at Wall Street say, why Elon decided and Twitter decided to do that? Is it to boost um direct revenues is it short-term thinking that led to this development because i i'm not uh, deep enough in the matter to to say that but this is for me the only reason i can see to to bump up the short-term revenue because obviously i mean they will make more revenue even though i think maybe they also did not anticipate this heavy drop of advertisers on the platform but I mean, this is fulfillable with other programmatic things that may be lowering the standards of advertising generally. But yeah, I, I don't see any other reason to do this. Especially because um, if it's only the question of monetization, then he could uh, stay with the old system, having a real verification, but make it um, uh, purchasable. So you have to pay, but then after payment, you still have to be verified to earn this checkmark, right? Uh, so th this would have made way more sense than 
actually removing the verification step yeah. from the verification process. But most people who exactly. are verified are rich anyways. They wouldn't mind. Yeah, just let them pay and that, you know, speed us up the process or anything, you know, that you're first in line instead of at the very bottom or whatever. So it, it's just going faster. Or why don't you invest in, you know, like automating this verification process to make it faster for the people doing it, you know, like in, in the background so that stuff like that. There's so many possibilities instead of just like that. That was the least possible option i would have taken yeah with, with uh, everything that i read about this it felt a little bit and this is now of course very um how to say evil to say this but it felt as if elon musk was sabotaging twitter like i don't like twitter anymore so i would just burn it down by firing half of the staff and uh, cripple like essential features like the the uh, verification mark just to prove a point or something <laughs> Looking at this, I mean, Twitter might be insolvent in a year. I mean, um, they never, they were never a viable business, right? They have a drop in advertisers, they have a drop in usage, and they have now also this flawed system for the last, again, as I thought, or as I'm thinking, the last purpose. I really don't know where where Elon is heading this, and I would love to know his plan. I mean, <laughs> we he, all he is a, no, but. Isn't he like a guy we know for like big long-term plans? I mean, all of his companies have a have a goal and a purpose, which is way beyond our reality today. So, but but where is this with Twitter? Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. I mean, we are expecting Elon Musk to build um, our future base on Mars, right? He's going to build the colony and he's starting uh, interstellar uh, colonization. So he must be a very smart person. But if we take a look at what happens right now at Twitter, I'm not sure if we actually want to trust him with colonization of Mars. <laughs> I mean, at, th there's one quote also here with regards to what you asked, Vincent, and the author said, perhaps Musk is a business genius and he's figured out a way to get people to pay for online status. He's certainly gotten lots of people to talk about it. Luxury goods, businesses, also sales status can be very profitable. And maybe in like, I don't know, half a year, it all makes sense. And we come together and we're like, okay, that was such a brilliant move. Nobody saw it coming. This is the way to go. But at this point, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that right now. I, I really hope my article comes next because this <laughs> really pays into what you just said. I'm, I, I mean, not that I'm, I'm just realizing that it pays into it. Not that I was the genius anticipating that you would say that, but I really hope it, it comes next. Let's <laughs> check it out. Let's check if it's random generator. <laughs> yeah. Tarek. Ah, no! Yes. <laughs> the next one is Vincent. What are the Oh, no, chances? wait. That's a Roman. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, it works. My picture's is there. I'm happy. Vincent, <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> no, no, not the one I wanted to share. Oh, well. the, the first one was correct. Oh, I really? Think. Sorry, then. Yes. So the, the random generator actually randomly generated my article. Next. Trust your that. random generator, Tarek. Trust <laughs> it. <laughs> since, since, a, I can, you since, since I can cut this in post, let's say, oh, on the first try, <laughs> everything works perfectly. <laughs> Okay, well then, three, two, one. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Henrike, um, 
why do I do I think that this pays into what I wanted to say? What I'm bringing today is that TikTok is expanding its uh, e-commerce service to the United States. They launched it in UK. It sucked. Um, they made it better. Now it's in the US. And this to me brings up, and I have an answer for this, and this brings to up a question that I asked myself for a long time, because when you look at the Twitter app, um, you see... I'm talking to everybody now, not only. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at you, Henrika. You see in your specific very in Instagram the spotlight. No, but when you look at Instagram, right? I mean, sh shopping is in the heart of the app, right? It's one of the taps at the bottom. And you can argue, yes, because Instagram wants to make money with it and everything. Yes. But my core question is, who shops there? I would never go to the Instagram app to shop for something. I mean, I'm, I, I can admit that the ads are very helpful and i bought a lot of shit already from the instagram ads in between my stories i agree that i did it but um i would never go to shopping this is so random and now tiktok is doing the same implementing a shop system and like maybe you can scroll down a bit because there are there are screenshots of how it's happening see you can buy a cap and everything and the answer to this question is the screenshot you're showing right now, because these are not screenshots from TikTok. It's screenshot out of Doujin. I hope I pronounce this right. The TikTok of China. It, it's the same app, just different databases. I, it, it's not completely the same because their shopping is available for quite some time. And TikTok there can see, or ByteDance, sees actually that Gen Zs and younger audiences, younger than millennials, are actually, actually very likely to look for an item on their social platforms first before going to Google. And so it looks like we are just not the audience for this. Uh, it looks like there are younger audiences who actually do love that they can search on their super app for everything. Yeah, I mean... And this is why now TikTok is pushing on this. I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. No, I, I just... No, no, I was, I was done. I'm, I'm monologuing every you time. You talked way too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just thinking about it's, it's not only um, the generational thing, but also that this business model of retailtainment is in gigantic in Asia. And the Asian people, they actually love this and they adopted this quite a while ago and uh, for years I think they uh, have these retailtainment programs in their apps and it did not arrive in, in the western world yet in, in the US market and in the European market. We are simply not used to it and I'm totally with you. I don't see myself going for shopping on Instagram but um, the, the question is... Or TikTok. Or TikTok, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in general, if, if I, I'm searching for a product, I'm doing like research on uh, reviews and on Amazon and on Google and everything and then I ordered wherever yeah but but i'm not directly shopping in these apps this is i'm not sure if this is only a generational thing and general gen z will adopt this 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 is the big question or if this is something that is simply um an asian thing and the western world world will not jump onto this train i don't know yet i don't know yet but this is something where i think everyone is trying on the western market because it's, it's a huge market um because with a lot of trends we, we see them starting in uh, in Asia and then swapping over to our markets. And so, as, as you said with the previous topic, maybe in 10 years from now, we are looking back and this will be the new way of shopping and uh, Amazon is is, uh, is is gone because everybody is just shopping on TikTok. I don't know. 
Honestly, I think the deal breaker for me is because, and I had this situation once, <laughs> that um, as you said, Vincent, you you saw a lot of ads and you bought from them. You know, they influenced you, and we all have that. And I remember at one point, I remembered that there was once an ad in my feed um, for a jewelry brand, and I had still had that in mind. And then I went on Instagram on through the shopping thingy icon. And I tried to find this, but I didn't remember the name. I, you know, I tried to look and I randomly, I don't know even if it was possible to search for something. It was in a way, but obviously what was displayed there was not that what I wanted to see. So I gave up after five minutes because I was like, I was never going to find it here and I'm never going to buy it. So um, if that, you know, if they, you know, adapt or develop the product in that way that you... You can see what's, you know, like already been in your feed, what was, you know, advertised to you, what was promoted, and then it makes it easier for you to find all this stuff again, even without you clicking on it in the first place. For me, that would have been a use case because I was looking for something specific and I wasn't able to find it and then I gave up. But then it would have been like an easy way to get me, you know, okay, I, I found it, I can buy it. And that's the way for me to make use of that. I agree. I agree. If you're looking for something specific, then I can see the point of implementing this, right? I mean, look at YouTube. They have a shop corporation, I think, with Shopify, but I don't want to... I'm not quite sure, but I know that they have a shop integration. And the reason for that is because, obviously, YouTubers, we know it, sell a lot of merch. This is a very viable business for YouTube influencers or YouTube creators. I'm sorry, curators is the better word. And there it makes sense because if you look for something specific, I want that hoodie, I want that necklace, I want that whatever merch, right? Or you have a love brand and you want to go there and they're only social, it makes sense. But the screenshot from Dao Jin, they show that this is a very shop-based system. It's a brand. And I just said love brand, so I agree that there is a use case, but then again, the the she the, the the core the, the the a lot of people shop at regular chains right H and M uh, I don't know where people shop Zara <laughs> where where do people shop I don't know Amazon guy, yes, where I mean, do I you can, shop yeah I have a very specific case again as you know but um, I mean and and I don't see those shops opening up TikTok accounts having content creators and then making the conversion onto TikTok shopping and even maybe dropping a percentage a small a small percentage of their purchase as a fee for tiktok that doesn't make sense to me this is too far away but then again i see i'm sorry last sentence i see henrique that for example with twitter right i can see that if you maybe buy twitter blue in order to be able to set up a shop system then i could see a long-term case and a long tail also for twitter I don't know. Maybe we're just not the target audience. So this was now circling back. Why yes. this fits so perfectly? Exactly. Well, <laughs> it took a long way, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure. I mean, the the brands they will go where the buyers are, and so if there is actually a trend where people stop shopping on H&M.com, but actually only exclusively shop on TikTok because everybody is on TikTok. 
I'm very sure that H&M is going to buy uh, 100 influencers and have them running their online shop on TikTok. And um, I'm, I'm absolutely sure the same thing with the metaverse. Uh, right now we are laughing about the metaverse um, and, and don't see this becoming like the, the mainstream thing. But if Gen Z actually starts going onto uh, VR fashion shows and buying their, their clothes, the, the brands will jump so quickly in there and open up their flagship store on on prime metaverse land somewhere <laughs> i don't think it's so far off actually because i mean if you we spend way too much time on instagram and tiktok and snapchat and whatever and when you see those people there you watch their videos and you're like oh that's a great outfit i want to i want to wear this as well i want to have this outfit and then it's connected to the h&m site or whatever this is it totally makes sense and i see that actually coming and people will make use of that and now this i have, Very heavy I have, I have to make today. this longer i'm not quick enough in switching to the next article <laughs> it's the social media special maybe today <laughs> yes it is but isn't that also something you could do in post so if we now say three two one and then oh during a transition time wow absolutely absolutely <laughs> it's not that nice for uh, the two thousand people who are watching us live right now but apart from that <laughs> this is the extras they get the in between exactly. shit chatting that's the tech review <laughs> please pay here. six bucks for it yeah it's tech <laughs> review blue <laughs> 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 this is our usp <laughs> right but you're totally right so today we are uh, totally talking about social media and uh, wired.com is writing the reason for meta's massive layoffs is ghosts in the machine and i personally i love this article because it, it was summing up very nicely what uh, we all didn't want to see in in the past decade and they are writing um in in other words meta is overstaffed and underachieving this means uh, Mark Zuckerberg announced these mammoth layoffs at Meta uh, where 11,000 people were let go. Yeah, we, we read about this. And this is um, about 13% of the whole company and nearly three times the number that were let go uh, by Twitter. Yeah, so <laughs> technically a way bigger news. Um, and a former employee was saying, uh, and that's, that's a quote, I just can't think in the, in the last five years of a successful Meta app or feature that wasn't acquired. Yeah, and I think this is very interesting because we see Meta as this big driver of innovation. Yeah, but obviously um, everything that is successful in this company is what they are acquiring. And uh, another quote, it seemed like we were doing all these things that went nowhere, but we never got an update. Yeah, And there are these voices that are demanding for Mark Zuckerberg to step down as a CEO um, and becoming a chairman, yeah, as, as the founder. Um, and for me personally, this is very important because Meta is one of these main drivers in the realm of VR development. Yeah? And of course, we, we all know they are not the only company in this space and uh, Metaverse is supposed to be like an open system and everybody is going to, to support this. But Meta is the, the main driver and pumping so much money into the space, which is obviously also one of the, the core problems, right? Um, but if they are now cleaning up their house and firing all these people and killing all these products that are not working and uh, um, stopping the brand br brands in, in their house that are not profitable, this might mean that also um, a lot of these, these projects in the metaverse space will be scrapped. Yeah? And this might be very, very sad and stop this evolution that we are seeing right now in, in these spaces. Yeah? 
And so uh, for me, this is this is quite an interesting development. And even though it was sad what we read about Twitter and uh, what is happening there, for me personally, I'm way more invested in the development and uh, the, the future of Meta because I have the feeling that this complete this whole industry is depending on what is Meta on what Meta is doing. And so uh, this this is my my headline of of the week. I totally agree, but I'm not quite sure if if we need to be that scared because, I mean, days ago, just days ago, I mean, remember last week they had the quarterlies and everything. And I think it last just a few days ago, uh, Mark said that they will spend even more on this. So I think that I'm not quite sure if, if we need to worry about the if we need to worry about um, the metaverse being scaled down in operation. Um, and I agree with you that we all, a lot of people said they, they were not quite happy with that, especially ex-Facebook now Meta is, is investing so much money into this, but somebody needs to, right? This industry just needs a few, I don't know how many billions before we, we will see also startups, uh, smaller stuffed and smaller um, financially stacked um, companies succeed in that space. So some giant needs to build up the first few not so good products before we will see something great. But um, I think we just, I, I, I think that we don't need to worry about that. I mean, the other article I brought was about Facebook killing more or less the new space that they're not investing there anymore because there's just so many things you can, you can double down on and Facebook and Instagram, all of those state of the art now, but web 2.0 Project, uh, apps and uh, projects and products, they uh, are really doubling down on reels um, in order to compete in that space so it can fund the further develops in the metaverse. Um, so I would disagree. I, I mean, it would be a crazy, it would be extreme, it would be the worst if they stop now with that. Um, but I don't think we will see that. I, will, I, I think that we will just see a, a faster decline in products that are more or less already in the declining stage anyways. Yeah, uh, it, it's a very good point. The only thing that um, I don't know is um, how how realistic both pictures are. Because the one picture is the one that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is painting in, in his press releases and everything that we are always seeing from Facebook and Meta as these super successful tech giant uh, from, from the past decade. But this other picture that was painted from internally that none of their internal products is succeeding and uh, all metaverse stuff is just a bottomless pit that that eats uh, revenue um, i'm not sure how long mark zuckerberg will be able to keep this way of working up before the company collapses or he is i don't know if if it's possible to forcefully replace him as ceo um, but how long the company can continue on this path that it is on right now and what we are seeing right now with all the layoffs on of amazon of twitter on of, of facebook oh, meta uh, th th there's happening so much in the space so i don't know how 2023 is going to look like in, in the space and how these companies have to evolve to stay profitable fr profitable and uh, of course, the first assumption is that those branches and those projects which are not profitable are the one first ones uh, that have to go. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that metaverse is something that will be profitable 
in a very um, short time. We should definitely talk about this after the first quarter of 2023. I mean, everybody's expecting Apple to come with their with their first big AR tool, and I'm sure we're going to see a few others. I'm pretty sure that Microsoft will reboot its its its. I don't even know the name anymore something glasses and everything i mean they're building something for sure nvidia is coming but specifically apple and i think i think mark bets heavily on apple presents something that is not close as good as the meta quest then in that time will be but i'm sure that for example if apple reveals their ar glasses and they are and i mean we can expect that from apple that this is a definitely a realistic possibility that when Apple reveals something that is not state of the art, but so beyond our imagination, right? Like so beyond of what we think of the metaverse today, uh, even though it's AR, not VR, right? I mean, we need to be careful. I think then it, the air is going to be really thin for Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, one thing that is new today is that we are stripping down the tech review to a 30 minute format, but as a replacement for the other 30 minutes, we are going to release the next episode already next week. So if you are listening to us right now, you can be thrilled to hear episode 38 next week. 30 minutes, we believe that this is way more compact and easy, easier to digest. And so we all are looking forward to uh, this new compressed format. If you have an opinion about that, let us know in the comments, wherever you are listening or viewing us. And uh, for now, I say good night <laughs> and talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we here at Tech Review want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope this new episode was valuable for you. And if it was, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to us right now. Share this episode with others who could also like it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Don't hesitate to tell us in the comments or on social media. We hope you'll be back for the next episode.